0: This is BarkCast. You ain't nothing but a hound On each episode of BarkCast, your questions will be answered by professional, senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell. Hi, Russell. How's your week been here at Canine Point Academy?
1: Yeah, it's been good, mate. Thanks for asking.
0: Awesome. So we've had a email come in from James. It's actually one of many emails from over we Christmas quite, yeah, and New Year. We quite busy over Christmas. Well, I was busy over Christmas and New Year I replying to all the emails. You were busy at your dog <laughs> luxury hotel looking after doggies. That was true. So we're going to catch up on all these questions. Let's go. So let's crack on with this one. So this is an email from James. He has a one-year-old female lab. Okay. They have been going to lots of obedience classes. Good. And everything's been going very well. That, that James, sounds great so far. It does, doesn't it? James would like to know if there's anything else that he should be doing with her apart from just the obedience classes.
1: Okie dokes. Which uh,
0: I think is a very nice question. Yes,
1: it is. Um, Thank you, James. The, the short answer is yes. Thanks very much for writing in. <laughs> Tune in next week. Um, uh, yeah, there's uh, loads of things. So, and I'm sure if we kind of went through a list, you'll probably find, James, you're, you're no doubt doing some of these things already anyway. But just to kind of go through a, 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 a list.
0: Like answering the question.
1: Like answering the question. Um, Would be helpful. Okay, so... I'm always going to be a big advocate for doing lots of obedience work. and I've.
0: Let me just jump in, obedience work, just for the listener that might not understand the obedience work. Can in you terms of, just,
1: of the engagement and focus between you and your dog, i.e. constantly engaging with your dog and working with your dog. If I was going out for a walk, and I, I often say to clients, we can visualize training time, we can separately visualize the dog's downtime, and we can separately visualize playtime and walking time. And those are all separate constructs. Whereas I always say, no, that they're all the same. There is no difference between playtime and training and walking and and all of that. It's, It's training your dog at some point to do something. If you're playing, you throw the ball, you're asking the dog, ideally, go and get that thing that I just threw away. You bring it back and drop it for me so I can do that again. Or if we're playing tug, getting them to let go a bit and stuff. So you can use all of that to build on the engagement and to build on the obedience structures you already have in place. So, for example, if I've got a, a one year old lab, I'm gonna assume she's got a um, good toy drive, likes to play with a ball, likes to run a lot. Maybe I'm struggling to get her to sit when we go to the beach because there's so many other distractions. But if all of a sudden I've got the ball and I'm playing fetch or I'm playing tug or something, now she's, well, hey, yeah, it's distracting over there, but daddy's got the toys and I'd like it when we play this game. So we can use that, the obedience work. Hey, can you sit for me? Okay, come here, sit one more time or, or heal with me for five seconds. And the reward then becomes, okay, let's chase your ball and play with the ball. Rather than just being, I throw the ball and the dog maybe picks it up, maybe runs around with it or does its own thing. So going for the walk and those play times, we are connected and engaging with the dog as well.
0: Now, it might be because it's Monday that we're recording this on. Could be that. And I've had a very long weekend. Could very well be that. I'm still a bit confused. <laughs> okay. So for me, let me put it in in my terms, which is um, basic. Yeah, simple. Is always good. Simple is another word to put it, yes. (laughs) Obedience to me is sit and stay. Fine. Come back. Yep. So they're the three things. When I think obedience for dogs, I think sit, stay, and come back when I call you.
1: Okay. Can I ask you a quick question? Yes. Okay. So sit, stay, come back are obedience commands. Correct. Whereas high five, spin, roll over would be a trick. Yes. Okay. I would argue... All of those behaviors are tricks. You're asking the dog to perform a specific behavior that you request at a time of your choosing. Whether it's a sit, whether it's a rollover, high five, come back, you're asking your dog to do something for you.
0: Thank you for leaving out the spin because I was a bit confused about that one. (laughs)
1: <laughs> just get to turn in the circle.
0: Okay. Right, turn around. Yeah, or, or do that. U yeah. turn. U
1: turn, yeah. Um well no technically that'd be going back on themselves to the turn anyway. Um, <laughs> so, but you're anyway, the point was you're asking the dog to do a specific behavior. Now I completely agree. Obviously the sit, the stay, come back are way more important and of value to both you and the dog's life taps than a, a roll over and a high five
0: i don't think that a sit and stay and come back are tricks it's not a trick to come back that's obedience that's calling your dog back surely
1: in terms of how we look at it and how we use it yes but if you look at it in simple t- the the dog doesn't know the difference
0: no, I'm not saying the dog knows a difference. And it's that's the a, point. This so it's not the a dog. cast for dogs. Dogs aren't sitting there listening, <laughs> driving along.
1: You say that. We get some good reviews from some dogs. <laughs> I'll <laughs> 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 tell you what, he's wrong. He's really wrong there, He's telling everyone really no, 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 he to give us more treats. <laughs> <laughs> We've
0: all gone Scooby Doo all of a sudden. Because yeah. the only dog voice we can do that in what,
1: Muttley. But, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows that. Um, but, yeah, but from the dog's perspective, you just, they need to perform a specific behavior to garner a specific reward. Yes. That's not a trick. It is. No, it's not. So, yeah, in, in human terms, and if we're talking grammar and all of that, yes, it's obedience versus <laughs> don't, don't start that. It's a it's obedience that was a versus whole, tricks. That was a That's whole, whole other intro. Th- yeah. <laughs> um, but in in reality, you're asking for a behavior. They're all a, a trick in that respect. And I make that distinction purely because most people say, I don't want to teach my dog tricks. Because there's no point teaching my dog to do a high five or a jump or a spin or a turn. It's just rubbish. The most, the important stuff is to sit and the say they come back. The
0: obedience and I stuff, I would agree yes.
1: entirely with that sentiment. Apart from, I would definitely teach some tricks. Not because they have inherent value, but the time and effort you spend with your dog to teach them those behaviors is time very, very well spent. Because now you've got a dog that's fully engaging with you and doing lots of different things. I don't disagree
0: with engaging and doing stuff with your dog. The, The conversation that we were having was, one was me saying obedience is different from tricks. You're saying that obedience and tricks are the same thing. Spending time with your dog and doing stuff with them, whether it be your idea of tricks and my idea of tricks and my idea of obedience and your idea of obedience, I get spend time with your dog yeah. the more time you spend with your dog the more you're gonna have a natural bond get that cool but
1: it's just terminology that's yes, all that is. it is so yeah. go
0: with my terminology which is a <laughs> normal terminology that normal people have not people like you that use long terminology and stuff
1: i'm making i'm making it one word not two i'm actually making this easier. No, and it's I'm a shorter tricks is a, a p- shorter word than obedience We're having having an argument. We are. It's a good argument. (laughs) I didn't expect this to have an argument on this
0: one. I thought this would be an easy one to do.
1: I I thought this would segue nicely back to James's question because one of the first things I would suggest is to teach more tricks. (laughs) Okay. Or uh,
0: behaviors. Behaviors. Yeah. Okay. But for me, obedience is having your dog coming back to you. And you bang on about that all the time. And that's a very important trick that you call it. Well played. All right. Thank you very much. So whether it be trick or obedience, I just think when people listen to this, they're going to think obedience is sit, stay, and
1: come back. Correct. That's how people y- yeah, think about and, it. and I, I, I do get that, and I do appreciate it. Good. The, so can we move on now? We'll move on. So the follow-on so from I that was would be, right. <laughs> <laughs> you can teach some tricks. And most people will say, why would I do that? Because I don't need my dog to do a high five and roll over because coming back is the more important thing. But you're going to tell me, you're already teaching them tricks because they're coming back. Anyway, we'll stop this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but no, teach more sort of fun stuff. Okay, so so
0: James is obviously going to He's doing his obedience classes. Class. He's <laughs> going to see Paul Daniels and Penn and Teller and he's learning all these tricks <laughs> about coming back, sitting and staying. Yeah, so we've
1: got that nailed. We've got the nailed we've bit. We've got that That's done, right. Teach some more fun stuff. And... What you would think are useless behaviors, teaching your dog to high five or jump up and do both balls at the same time, or to sit up and look pretty or to spin around in one direction, spin around in the other direction, lie down, roll over. What if they don't like
0: one direction
1: and then more of a take that fast? Hey, I like what you did there. Thanks. Um, Get them to pick something up and take it over there and drop, whatever it is you want to do. And most people would say, why? Why, Russell? What is the point of that? What's the point of that, Russell? To show off to your friends. Outside of that, not really a whole heap of benefit unless you want to be on TV or join the circus. But like we said a second ago, it's the time and effort you spend with the dog. Because let's face it, doing the whole sit, stay, obedient stuff tends to become robotic very, very quickly, right? Oh, I'd like you to teach the dog how to do robotics. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um And it also becomes, from your point, if we're thinking, okay, well, this is all obedience stuff. We've got to take this stuff seriously. Yes. So we behave very differently. Whereas if we're working on, dare I say, get the dog to spin around, we don't really care quite so much, so we treat it a little bit differently. Dare I say, a bit more fun. Which, again, builds into having a bit more of a connection and a bit more fun time with your dog, but we're still learning to do stuff. And you can also, in the mix of all of that, still work with teaching your dog to sit and stay and come to you. Cause I can say, Hey Rover, can you sit? I can step back. Hey, come over here. They came to me, spin. They, they spin I And mean, again, pointless, but Hey, can you sit again? They're just doing different stuff, but it keeps them engaged. It keeps them entertained. And if you're working your dog mentally, you're going to tie them out a lot quicker than if you're just purely working on physical recreation. Same for us. We can go out running every day. We get fitter faster, got to run further to get the same effect. If you're doing accounts for more than four minutes of an end of month thing, that melts your brain. Or at least it melts mine. Work can be stressful.
0: You've reminded me of two things there. One, the stuff stuff you've got to
1: do. <laughs> I've
0: got to do accounting stuff yeah. today. Okay, so let's get back to James's sure. question. So he's doing obedience classes. Hopefully they are fun classes mm-hmm. because I'm sure that's important. Yeah. And you're saying add in some more what normal
1: people would call tricks Correct. Yeah. Okay. So what else can James do? So it's then looking at sort of different activities as the, the the classics, going for a walk or doing some more extended walks, going for a hike, going for a run. Uh, sorry, the dog's one year old, so I probably wouldn't go for a long distance run. But um, yeah, just getting out and about, going more places and, and doing different things with your dog. And again, going back to the learning process for our dogs, particularly for younger dogs, changing the picture for them is really important. So... Yeah, my dog is fan, And we've had this on the podcast before. My dog is fantastic at home, listens all the time. is brilliant. I go to the beach. She's a nightmare. Whereas for James, he's probably working on, well, you know, I go to these two or three different places and my dog's working really well because they've been doing a great job and actually following through with their classes. But I would go to even more different places just to, again, change up the picture. We'll go to a new place to go for a walk. We'll go to a new coffee shop for that afternoon coffee one day and take the dog again just to do similar things but now in a new environment because again that that all helps the longer-term development of our dogs okay so again just being out and about a bit more and doing a few more sort of fun things on a walk definitely tick that box outside of that it's then maybe looking at some different either classes or you know things that you can kind of work with yourself agility is always a good um, outlet just getting dogs to run and jump over things go through tunnels hoops the labs like that? Uh, I don't often see labs on the, the
0: crufts agility classes. No,
1: it's, well, when you get to that, though, it's all about speed. And the, you tend to find that like, the border collies tend to be the, the, the nippy ones on the track, as it were. Mm. So, um, but no, a lot of dogs really enjoy it. And again, if it's, oh, it sounds cliche, but you make anything fun, um, you add some food into it. I'm fairly confident. Got, oh, with a lab? Yeah. yeah. Oh, hello, I've got to jump over that to get my treat. OK. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, that's a, fairly, a slightly simpler routine. But the, the cool thing with agility, it does, you don't have to have a super well-trained dog to do it. It does help because obviously we're trying to direct them to do a number of things in sequence, i.e. jump over that jump and then the next one and then come around here, go through that tunnel, go over that bridge do, and do different things. So it is much more helpful if you've got some connection and control with the dog, i.e. I can call them back in my direction at very least. That's a good trick to have. There you go, you see? Um But agility is good fun because A, it's a nice balance of the physical exercise and outlet combined with the mental work that goes into those different activities, the jumping, going through hoops and all of that.
0: Now, if we look out the window here, we see your training room. Yes. And in your training room, you do have... Yeah, we've got an agility course. An agility course you can set up. Now, not everyone has a training room like you do. Correct. And has an agility course like you do. So what can we do?
1: Okay. So in terms of, yes, if you want to go to a class and do some actual agility stuff, yeah, come on in or, or find one near you. If you were just out and about for a walk, I, I take my dogs for a, a big hike on the trails. And there's one particular point where a tree must have come down in those storms that we had some months ago. I wonder if anyone heard it. I wonder. If, yeah, I'm not sure if anyone was around. Um, but yeah, so Brie tooters along the path and just flies over it. So, But just for fun and a bit of exercise, it's not its not a huge tree. It's not a very big jump. Um, even, it's not a redwood. It's not a redwood, no. Even Gary can get over this. Um, so he's a little dashing. I was going to say, in black and white, He's a dashing. Um, but yeah, but rather than just sort of carrying on, I'll then step back over and say, right, and call them back over it, and then I'll make them sit, and I'll step over it and call them over to me. So we're just jumping back and forth a couple of times, just something different. Um, there's another part where they can kind of go under some branches and what have you, just for a bit of fun and if you're looking for you know I want to get my dog to jump over stuff find stuff that they can jump over ideally not your sofa or kitchen table I would probably hazard with um, use your neighbours no Fair don't enough. do that <laughs> um, but yeah just if, if you're out on a trail and there's a big rock get the jump on the rock or obviously taking into account safety I should probably add that yeah if there's a sharp drop on the other side
0: <laughs> like trying to make a boxer jump off a <laughs> semi-high cliff into the lake and take a video of it
1: he did it the first time.
0: He did do it the first oh, time. I'm not a, sure he meant to do it the first he, time. He no.
1: definitely did not mean to do it the first time, I and mean, that's why he relinquished the second But time.
0: joking aside, with Maximus, who is my boxer, when we go out walking... He loves jumping and stuff, right? No, he and really does. I mean, yeah. He scrambles. Mm. I mean, I often called him a mountain dog because we would go scrambling on the beach. He would mm. join us going through all the rock yeah. pools and, and running. And I, I didn't realise boxers do that. But I guess it's just I mean, him. He, and he, but he's he likes got a lot
1: of drive and a lot of bounce. And it's not necessarily breed-specific. I mean, obviously... Certain breeds are going to have a lot more energy and drive and bounce than others that's a given but even within um, certain breed lines that you would not expect them to have that amount of energy and get up and go and you're like oh, well, wow, that particular one's he's awesome um, so it just d- depends on the individual character of the dog for that
0: no I like the um, I like the agility stuff and like I said when we go walking with Maximus, I'm lucky enough that I'm, I say fit, I'm semi fit. I'm not, wouldn't say I'm super, super fit, but I can jump up and down stuff as well. Yeah. And I, and Which gets him me. to do it as well. Exactly. Right? I mean, I'm not sure if James or how fit James is. He might be gorgeous. I don't know. There's a little joke on the word fit there for anyone who yeah, didn't get okay. it. I'm sure you did.
1: And you're single. So it's just, you know, worth.
0: Well, you know what, James, <laughs> drop me an email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get back on, yeah.
1: on track. The, the other side, uh, sorry, the other, one of the other things you could look at is doing some nose work and I mentioned this partly because hey, we had Simon on the, the the pod last week talking about our new courses. And with a lab, um, I'm going to, again, hazard a guess. We've got a dog with a, a good amount of drive, probably like to chase a ball or like some food. Nose work as a sport is just about teaching the dog to find a scent. Um, when we talk about working dogs, most of us think about German shepherds or, you know, the, the police dogs looking for drugs and or explosives, but all they're doing is looking for a particular scent. And that's what we teach with, with nose work as a sport and just use at canine point. We use cinnamon oil. So we're just teaching them to go and find that cinnamon oil. And if you find that particular scent, I will reward you. And for the dogs with a lot of drive and, you know, want to work and do stuff. It's a really cool sport because once you've actually taught the dog, the process And we've got a very simple setup to teach them a process of how to search. It doesn't take very long. And then all of a sudden you can put that scent anywhere. You can have a little, um, uh, I use a little lip balm uh, cover, put a, a bit of tissue in there with the scent on it. And that's all I need. It's a tiny little thing. I can put that under a park bench. I can stick it by a tree in a bush anywhere and let the dogs go out and find it which again keeps them active, keeps them engaged and they, they know what the game is. I've got to go find this particular thing and you will give me my ball. But now we're working at, it might be quite some way away. It might be a, a couple of minutes I've got to search for this thing to go and find it.
0: I have so many questions about cinnamon oil okay. for you, but we'll leave that for
1: now. <laughs> um, just to Other ra- oils are available. <laughs> you know what I was going to say, yeah. uh, just to summarize. Although just on a small thing, using things like vinegar and or citronella that can be quite aversive to dog's noses, which is why bark collars the collars you can get that when a dog barks they let out a spray are often contained citronella which dogs find quite aversive i would also argue they would find most things that spray into their noses when they bark quite aversive but there you go sorry for that random i don't know where you went
0: then but it's it's interesting because next week i do have a question about barking so maybe you can bring that okay fine okay Okay, but for for right now can you summarize james's
1: question um to summarize, there are a lot, and I've probably left out a lot of things. There's lots of different, if you're going to obedience classes, I'm fairly confident there are lots of other classes that you can build on around that, whether it's some rally, some agility, some obedience, taking your dog for a swim, doing some, did I mention agility? Probably have. Mention it again because it's good fun. Um, all of these sort of sorts of things are worth looking into, whether it's a class or even just doing some fun stuff yourself with your dog. Cool. Good luck, James. I hope you have fun with your little lab. And thank you very much for actually listening and also for, by the sounds of it, doing some great work with your one-year-old lab thus far. Keep it up. Good job, James. Thanks, Russ. Cheers, mate. Cheers, bye, you.
0: bye. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long-term, then check out Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy.
1: BarkCast was created and produced by Shark 13 Productions. If you are looking to start a podcast or would like to learn more about how a podcast can work alongside your current marketing plans, then contact us now at j at shark13productions.com.